Before we begin today's episode, I wanted to address the current state of the world with this global pandemic, COVID-19. It truly is a frightening time in our life and in our society and church today. And I really started thinking about this more and more, particularly as I was editing this episode that I'm about to share with you on the topic of fiat on today's Feast of the Annunciation. I had recorded this about two months ago, and two short months ago, in the middle of winter, everything seemed to be very calm here in Vancouver where I was recording, and who could have guessed that two months later we would be in this place where people are asked to quarantine and stay indoors and not go outside and not be able to engage with their family, friends, and loved ones. And it really is a unusual time in our world. The interesting tie to the situation and the topic of fiat and this discussion around what it means to fully surrender ourselves and give our yes to the Lord in spite of everything, it really helps me to take stock of what's important in life. And particularly in a situation where we are forced to self-quarantine, it really got me reflecting on what is important. And I hope that this little mini episode serves as a reminder for us to reflect on our lives and take stock of what is important and to remember that in spite of everything, God does have a plan for us. So in a special way, I ask you to pray for all those who are working in the front lines in healthcare to take care of the sick and the vulnerable, for all those who are in the background researching and helping to find a cure, for all those who are implicated by this disease that they will find peace and have a speedy recovery. And of course, for all of those who have passed away because of this, that they will be granted eternal rest and peace by God our Father. And with that, I will now turn it over to the show. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. Welcome back to another episode of the Feminine Genius Podcast. I hope that wherever this finds you, that you are feeling great and you're doing well. This episode, I wanted to do something a little bit different, and I wanted to talk about one of my favorite Marian feast days, and that is the Annunciation of the Lord. So every year, the Annunciation of the Lord happens on March 25th, which is as we know, nine months before Christmas, the birth of our Lord. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful day. I have such a close relationship to this feast, and I think that's why it's probably my favorite. First and foremost, the reason why I have this intimate connection with the day is because, for those of you who don't know, I went to World Youth Day in Panama with Catholic Christian Outreach back in January of 2019. And many people know that that was where the first stirrings of this podcast really came to be. It was in adoration with the Holy Father and over 600,000 other young people from around the world. And we were all 
worshiping in Eucharistic adoration. And I think I'll share a photo of this. There was a gorgeous, gorgeous monstrance of Our Lady literally carrying the Eucharist. So her son, the king of the world, king of the universe, in her hands. That image was so striking. And it was there that I really started to feel this call towards the podcast. And of course, as I've shared many times before, I didn't really clue in until much, much later on in the year. But the theme for that World Youth Day, and it comes from the Gospel of Luke, specifically Luke chapter 1, verse 38, And it's towards the end of that section in Luke's gospel of the birth of Jesus foretold or the actual event of the Annunciation. And the theme is, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be done with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. That is her yes. Mary gives her consent to the angel Gabriel and allows for literally the salvation of the world to take place. By saying yes to being the mother and bearing Jesus. And I think that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is this idea of a personal fiat and what that means and how we can look to the example of Mary. Now, obviously, when we listen to the story of the Annunciation, as someone who has grown up Catholic, I have heard this story a number of times. We hear it every year at Advent, and it really is a beautiful story. As a kid growing up in religion class, we would hear the story, and we would hear about how the angel Gabriel showed up out of nowhere. And we think about this. Mary was probably 14, 15, 16 years at most. She's just minding her own business. She was already engaged to Joseph. So when we think about this, she already has a plan for her life. Like she's already planning out and thinking, I'm going to get married to my husband. We will find a nice little place to live. Maybe I'll have a couple kids and we'll grow old together. It is not an impossible dream to have. In fact, it is pretty normal. It's very ordinary. But then something extraordinary happens in her life. An angel appears to her in the middle of the ordinary. So it's the extraordinary transcending into the ordinary. And he says, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. And that's the same words that we pray in the Hail Mary, right? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And first of all, when you see an angel, how do you even react to that, right? So it says in the gospel, she is perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. What do you even say to an angel that says, greetings, favored one? And then shortly after that, he assures her, like, do not be afraid for you have found favor with God. And then he goes on to tell her something super extraordinary, something that is totally left field, not part of the initial plan, that all of a sudden she is going to carry the savior of the world in her womb. Even before she is married to Joseph and has relations with him, it's something that's super scandalous. And Mary even acknowledges this too. She asks, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel again assures her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. 
So again, the extraordinary transcends into the ordinary. This has always really baffled my mind. And I think as a kid growing up, this was something that I really took for granted because we thought, oh yeah, that's such a cool story. Of course, growing up, I had no concept of human anatomy and how babies were made. So as I got a little older, a little smarter, a little more sophisticated in my knowledge and thinking about, first of all, like how intricate this is biologically, but also culturally speaking, how this would actually work. It is something that is really remarkable because we think about how there's all of these things at play. But most importantly, I think what is interesting for me that I've really tried to reflect on over the years and particularly over 2019 when I went to World Youth Day is just the fact that God will come into our lives at any moment. Our lives are super ordinary and he will come into our lives and ask us to be a part of salvation history. Because he's God, he literally could have come in any other way. He could have come on a flaming chariot from heaven and say, bow down, I am here, I am the king of the universe. It would not be outside of the realm of possibility, right? Because he is God. He is infinite and he's outside of time and space. He could do literally anything. And yet, he decided to become one of us. He became human. He was born as a human boy, and he walked on this earth, and he proclaimed the gospel. He worked his miracles fully God, but also fully human. And he came and was raised by an ordinary woman, and he was in an ordinary family. It could be any family like yours and mine. And I find that to be so, so beautiful. We think about how God has all these great plans for us. And we think that I will never be asked to do something great. Well, we don't know that. Because God has all these amazing plans for us that at any moment, he could come into our lives and ask us to take on something extraordinary. I can't guarantee that it will be through the message of an angel and that you will be called to bear the Son of God. Because that was something that was reserved specifically for Mary. But it's true, isn't it? He will come into our lives when we least expect it through the most ordinary of circumstances to tell us something extraordinary. And that is that he wants to co-labor with us. And to give another example of how the extraordinary transcends the ordinary, we think about when Jesus calls his first disciples. Peter and Andrew were fishing. They were in their day job doing what they normally do every day, which is fish. And Jesus is walking along the shore and he calls to them and he says, I will make you fishers of men. Come and follow me. And they leave everything and they follow him. He doesn't call them up earlier. He doesn't meet them at their home. He doesn't even meet them at the synagogue. He meets them right where they're at. When we think about our fiat, our yes, giving ourselves to the Lord, I think that's the funniest thing isn't it? That God's time is not our time. He will come whenever he wants to. And so many times we get so worried. I know I do. I get worried and worked up that I will not be ready to give my full yes. I will not be able to give all of me or give up the things that I desire and yield to what it is that the Lord has for me. 
whether it's something as big as the capital V vocational discernment, like what is my vocation, or something as small as, Lord, like what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do at this moment to bring about your kingdom here on earth? And I think that here we can really look to the example of Mary. And I know that that's super hard. Like how can we, as children of God, as sinful human beings, how can we compare ourselves to Mary, who was born without sin? She's the pinnacle of grace and beauty and saying yes, openly and without reservation. How can we do that? I think that first and foremost, if we want to emulate our Blessed Mother, we really should ask for her intercession in any way that we can. So whether that be praying Hail Marys, praying novenas to the Blessed Mother, praying rosaries, right? We have all of these prayers at our disposal to help connect us even more to Mary and to really grow in our relationship. And there are also so many saints, like for example, St. Louis de Montfort or Maximilian Kolbe, that talk about how when we go and pray and have this deep connection to Mary, we actually achieve in turn a deeper relationship with Jesus. So to Jesus through Mary, because Mary is our greatest ally in this. Subsequently, one thing that you might be interested in doing is a consecration to Mary. Father Michael Gately has these beautiful books that walk you through a personal retreat and a personal Marian consecration. One that I highly recommend doing, I've done it a couple years in a row now. It's 33 Days to Morning Glory, and it's great. For 33 days, you are reading through these reflections, and you learn about four different saints. I'm not going to give them away, but you learn about four different saints and how they grew in their relationship with Mary how they walked with Mary. And every day you get closer to this consecration date. And ultimately, it is you allowing yourself to be used by God in whatever way that he wishes. And it really is helping to grow in docility. And that's something that Mary emulated so well. If we want to emulate Mary, what better way than to really consecrate ourselves to her and really take on that mind that she has. I think that that's so powerful. So again, that's called 33 Days to Morning Glory, and I highly recommend that you check that out. And I think the other thing that I would suggest is every day, even in the small things, and I say start small and then work your way up to the bigger things, but if we enter into each day with this posture of surrender and docility, I think that that will help us to start moving towards being docile in the bigger things in our life. When we enter into this air of docility, we actually allow ourselves to be a lot more free. Now, I speak from a place where I am still struggling to release these things, big and small, to the Lord. So in many ways, I'm still growing in this, and I hope to journey with all of you as I go through this. And I hope that you grow in this as well. But in little things, like little decisions that you might have to make, and even in moments where you may feel frustrated or irritated, allowing yourself to take on that grace of Mary and really seeing everything from the perspective of Jesus and seeing that, yes, 
there is a plan for this life, there is a plan for my life, and there is a reason why things are happening the way that they are. And going through and surrendering everything, big and small, good or bad, to the Lord, just laying it at his feet. And of course, that is easier said than done. When we feel discouraged, when we feel like everything is falling apart, I would encourage you to pray to Jesus through Mary. Ask for Our Lady's intercession, because like a tender mother, she is here to intercede for us and to take care of us. And she wants what's best for us, like any mother would. As we go through and we build up our docility and we say yes to the Lord, we start to open ourselves up to a greater and deeper posture of surrender that allows us to hear the voice of God and accept the bigger things that are happening, especially when it comes to something like our vocation. Where are we supposed to go? Something like a career, if you have to make a major career change or you're applying to schools. If you're dating someone right now and you're like, Lord, should I get married to this person? Mary is our biggest advocate, aside from Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Mary is just like our mother. She is our mother, and she wants nothing but the best for us. And she will do that in whatever way possible. So when we pray to her, we consecrate ourselves to her, and we start to really emulate her by surrendering our own hopes and dreams in favor of what God wants for us then we can really start to grow and be like Mary, which is super, super important. I think to close, one of the biggest things that I know really freaks me out is that idea of letting go of what it is that I have planned for myself and yielding to what God has. Because again, like I mentioned at the beginning, Mary probably had all of these plans that were radically changed and thrown out the window once the angel Gabriel showed up, and then she said yes. So when I think about my own life, I think about how growing up I had this idealization of getting married, having my own kids, having my own family, having a beautiful home and a wonderful career, having a husband that I love. And obviously I know that I'm still young. There's still many, many years ahead of me. But to really give up such a simple idea, like I feel like it's not a complicated or an extraordinary idea, but even to give up a dream that I've held in my heart for so long, this idea that I've had for myself, to really adopt the attitude of Mary and put that aside in favor of what God has for me, whatever that might be, and wait, be in the season of waiting, I think is very, at times, frustrating and worrisome. And again, I know that I'm young, but I feel like I'm not getting any younger. It's funny because when I pray to Mary and I ask for her intercession, I ask for her strength and her grace because I know that I can't do it on my own. I know that there are still so many things that I hold so close and I don't want to let go. I look at these images of the Blessed Virgin Mary and I'm like, how? How did you do it? Sometimes we put Mary in this box like, oh, because she was conceived without sin, she had no fear. Obviously, she would have said yes. But I think sometimes we fail to remember that she is still human. Even though, yes, this was part of the plan, she had the opportunity to say no. She must have 
been anxious, confused, perplexed, worried, all of these synonyms. And despite all of that, she trusted that God's plan was bigger and better than her own. I can't even begin to imagine what our life would be like if she didn't say yes. So thinking about that simple three-letter word has changed the course and history of humanity forever. And maybe our yeses won't result in super radical, life-altering, world-changing movements and moments. But know that whatever yeses we give to the Lord, He, first of all, does not take them for granted, and He will use them for His glory. And we have no idea what will come in our lifetime or after we pass away, how that yes will impact the future. It's really scary to think about the weight of such a small and simple word, but I guarantee that if we open ourselves up to that posture of surrender, we take on that mind of Mary and we say yes to the Lord, he will not disappoint us. To celebrate the Feast of the Annunciation, I pray with you today that you will continue to give your yes to the Lord in all things, big and small, and If you really are struggling with this concept in the way that I know that I do many times, a day and a week and in my life, I encourage you to just say a quick Hail Mary, pray for Our Lady's intercession and ask her for her grace to say yes and to give our own little fiat to the Lord because he'll be able to do amazing things with them. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Feminine Genius Podcast. If you love what you're hearing and you want to learn more about the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at FemGeniusPod. And you can also learn about us on our website, FemineGeniusPodcast.com. As well, please find this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a whole other host of platforms that I probably am forgetting, and you can listen to and download these episodes there. Finally, I would love to hear what your favorite Marian feast is, or perhaps what your favorite Marian apparition is. There are so many times in the course of history where Mary has appeared to a number of people and places, such as Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lourdes, so many others. Right, So if you have a favorite one, I would love to hear about it. And I'd love to hear what your connection is with that apparition. May God continue to bless you. And may our Blessed Mother continue to watch over you. And we'll talk to you soon. God bless. <laughs>